Welcome everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to the 47th episode of the uh, Friday Live Agile for the next level agility and uh, we are going to talk about it today. The music you're listening in the background is from my great, great, great UK amazing artist above and beyond. They released that Flow State album, so what? What is not even good and better to talk about the subject of today that it's in line with the evolution of truly you. So that was, these are a trans group and they made this kind of meditation music to show us that we could actually blend different type of music in different type of approach. And for me, music is very important. This is why we are called Agile Lounge for Business Agility. So welcome, everybody. Once again, I'm Alexandre Frederic Jolie, your coach AF. And uh, I always love to share my passion about everything innovation and business and IT and software development, but moreover into the customer experience and the user experience, the customer journey. So for me, this is what it's important because remember, agility or agile as an adjective is truly, my God, what's going on today? The HD camera show my, I don't know what. Anyways, I'm sorry about that authentic, live, what you see is what you get, sometimes bold, with the tune of a behavior. So anyways, I love to not, not just awake and agilize everything, but and remember, agile is people first, which means any stakeholders in an organization. All right. So, and today's episode, flow. Have you find your flow? The flow is defined as the movement of business value from customer inside to product delivery. So this is a fundamental prerequisite to agile success. Because again, agile is an adjective and you should always or often always to replace it by flexibility and the flow state. Because it's truly the prerequisite of being agile. So surfacing and visualizing everything, the end-to-end workflow is a foundational requirement for enabling teams, companies to master software-based solution at scale and business thinking at scale as well and bring them together to make it flow. So to take Agile forward, your first need visibility, make everything visual into a flow through these essential matrix that we're gonna talk about it. So stay there, stay with me. We're going to talk about it for the next hour or so. Yes, beautiful and amazing people, lovers of business, agility, and everything, the Scrum way, Scrum way, which is the most comfortable thing. So today, um, I was supposed to be in French, as I promised last week, uh, but looking at my uh, email, my value list of email uh, from uh, people writing to me, suggesting me topics and stuff, and of course... And the course of my researches for my next level agility book that I'm doing, uh, my research and experience with real DevOps teams as well uh, that don't care anymore about the lean, which is include the Kaizen Kanban type of thing and agile and all of 
whatever buzzword it is, but they are still configure every kind of process need and system needs with a flow board. They call it a flow board, not even anymore a Kanban or what have you. So it's a flow board within a kind of scrum system base, uh, flat manage, self-manage, self-organized team, utilizing DevOps culture and DevOps tooling and technology. So this is the next level agility. I don't like when people say, oh, it's post agile after 20 some years of the agile manifesto for the software development. Well, I mean, next level agility, that's my motto. That's my project, that's my book that I'm doing right now. I'm creating that and my doing search and talking with my people, especially last year in my lab in Tulum and with uh, some teams that I help in Medellin and uh, in Brazil, I realized that Latin America uh, will surpass the Indian engineer um, with all of these new mentality. And uh, I'd like to also address like before going into the deep of why flow is the next steps and business agility. Um, because my belief is the next three, four years, we're going to see system enabling through um, the, the, the technological part to a continuous improvement, integration and development will be very towards the uh, DevOps culture. So technologically speaking, this is the DevOps culture. And we're going to see very soon later why I am saying that DevOps is the future technically speaking, the pillar of technology, but that's also include process and people, the three pillar of any organization nowadays that would like to actually uh, move. And, and, and this kind of mindset, what I've learned by having great conversation with those engineers that make a lot of experimentation with a scrum-based process configurable all the way with the DevOps um, apparatus and patterns, we realize that Really, it's all about the flow. And the flow is not just into a workflow uh, that you could see in the big JIRA and Confluence uh, type of things. And No, uh, we, we see that there's addressing the efficiency problem. And efficiency, I remind you, both in French and English, it's all about cost less, the real linked stuff. Huh? Cut the budget, but give me quality. And uh, there's also the value problem. And we talked about business value. What will be the return? And the value, the business value will also include the satisfaction of your customer and the happiness of your user that will also include your workers. I never say employee here, nor HR. It's workers and people and culture or people care. And of course, the third part that we're going to explore is flow as a value discovery method that will be beyond um, to help team actually. And I did this, I did practice it in some kind of working agreement within Scrum and uh, with the design team and with the creator and with the, uh, the owner of any business. And this will be the key Really LinkedIn, because that's really funny for me. I had a client this week who asked me, oh, do you know Kaizen? And do you know these uh, um, value stream mapping um, uh, system? I said, yeah, yeah, well, yes. But I mean, they say they're lean, they're black belt, green belt, what have you. But it's so complicated. What happened to the lean thinking of making things happen empirically also? Uh, because remember, Scrum is a project system management from the Toyota manufacturing system that been pushed into the software development. So, and it made, it made for this. Nothing is prescribed. Everything is open. Um, everything could be configurable, but. Then after that, that like the, these lean guys, uh, engineering stuff and the safe thing, they make it like with a value stream stuff. No. So we propose with the flow gel, the flow agility, uh, that will respond to the value problem I, I mentioned before, the efficiency problem to get back to the real lean, and of course, flow as a value discovery method for designer. So that's our topic for today. And I'd like to link it with uh, my other episode because... And this kind of mindset of the flow state, the flow agility, one thing important that I discover is uh, the wave effect. Uh, of course, in business agility, we always present the VUCA, huh, which include volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. And more often, the, the volatility, it's about any stakeholders of any skills or 
any recreate and reads. And the uncertainty, it's most often about the market or the politic or everything that surrounds everything exterior to your project or product development create uncertainty. And sometimes it's even internally, but the internally it's more the volatile part. And, um, and of course, if you don't have uh, financing or budgeting, so the VU for the VUCA, it's about this. And then you have the complexity. Sometimes they will already see that the complexity, it's all about what happening uh, into the technological or the, um, the coding, uh, every tooling that they might use, a novelty, it's something new, they don't understand, they need to understand it, they need to have training. It's uh, Often they see complexity about, oh, that will be complex because we don't know this. But unfortunately, you have the human factor again, huh? people first, and the complexity could be also uh, what we had in volatility about the politic and the toxic politic and the uh, kind of uh, misunderstanding and everything. And then, of course, ambiguity. It's all great. Nobody has a clear vision, has a clear definition of them. Nothing is so it's all fucked up. So this is why in business consultancy and business agility, we tried to bring an agile lounge with my team back in 2019. I did create a VUCA Pro or a VUCA Plus. That means you replace volatility by vision and having a clear vision, the uncertainty, you try to have a better understanding of the customer needs, customer expectation, user expectation, workers expectation, and make it clear. Understanding will help you clarify everything, will help you also be more creative to replace the complexity. If it's complex, don't see it as a problem. See it as an opportunity of innovation. And DevOps is very, very good at it. So this is why the, you, you see me going with the flow system that's coming. And of course, the ambiguity puts some agility as an adjective, agile, flexible, and let's flow to make it happen. So again, if we are as a collective or even individual, waiting for the next black swan or for the next swan event to make us make something new. I don't think we need it because we have in the community of agile and coaching and business consultancy I, and, and the engineer and everything. I work with great minds, sometimes not, but I fire those clients. I don't want to work with clients that don't have any vision and they just play the victim of the market. They play the victim of the bad VUCA as we propose the VUCA. And it's all about the waves. That's the reason why I did put a wave and have you find your flow. Because a lot of people like Simon Sane will say, oh, it's all start with your why. Yes, that's true. But even if you are strong, even if you have a strong why, a strong vision, you will have to face the wave. You will have to face any streams in a river. So if you don't know how to paddle into a canoe, I'm sorry. Even if you know your why, you know why you are going to the Red River, okay, and to the Colorado River doing some canoe. I'm sorry, my friend, if you don't know how to flow, if you don't have the practice and the patterns, how to manage your boat, how to manage your surfboard into the uh, Hawaii or Australian coast. Sorry, guys, if you're not facing the wave, facing the wave, flowing with the wave, huh? the flow state, this is it. Like when I start doing some trekking back in the day, I know we talked about water, but the, the wave and the streams, but for me, I'm more like a mountain guy. Yeah. So, and uh, I remember... One of my aunt doing trekking saying like, you push too far for nothing. Be smarter, be smarter and let your body flow with the pressure of the mountain, especially when going down, because you could go down too fast and you will smash your face into a rock. The same goes when I did the Jacques Cartier here in Quebec, like between Lac Saint-Jean and um, there's another river, and it's another river that go inside uh, behind Mont Saint-Anne for those who know the region and if you ski there. So this is, uh, of course, it's not as big ram of uh, the Red River and the BTB, but nevertheless, you have to learn how to adjust to the flow of the stream of the river and to identify all of these impediments. So this is why me, when I'm doing a value stream workshop, it's always a river with this affluent and every affluent will be those who will bring value to the flow of the value stream uh, to make things happen. And this is all about the flow as a value discovery method. So you see, 
there there's all everything you you could connect everything in this universe and uh people who have this mindset of analytic to connect everything and propose new ways by uncovering them by practicing it and having pattern so i think for me this is the key and uh, so that's why you, you you need sometimes people to kind of guide you spark you into this um that will be uh, i think uh, very helpful um and you know if you um if you have um when you go through the, the efficiency, like a lot of people will say like, oh, who decide, who decide. Oh, with my last thing, that, by the way, uh, you can still watch it. It's fresh from November 38th. I'll, uh, I did a read it with my conversation with uh, Michael, uh, excuse me, Daniel Mizik. So who decides, who decide? Decision rights. And of course we say in Scrum because it's part of the Scrum ecosystem, not ecosystem because here's the things. But most often a manager, what does a manager manage? decision and decision will em, em, imply uh, what you are going to do and propose as value and then produce this proposed value testing it okay so for me guys it's it's all about this mindset of flowing like facing the wave learning the wave go with the wave go with the flow stream in the river the same thing and about the swan if you have a swan event and that most often we call it a black swan because that was rare and because it should be rare positive or negative by the way i remind you uh that i talked about it two three weeks ago i think and uh, even if you go to the book or the website or if you search it about nasim kaleb he will tell you that it's not necessarily a negative thing. It's not a good or a bad thing. Um, I mean, a, a great innovation that will disrupt the market. But of course, here's the thing. Bad or good, light or dark, it's always about your perspective and where you are. Huh? Um, when I did a post at some point, I don't know, I don't have with me, uh, I should have bring it with me. Um, you know, uh, iTunes and Apple Music, was good for the digitalization of our way of listening music and was good for Apple uh, to make money out of it. But it was bad for the record label, right? Remember all this? So, so you see, so the swan is about it. The swan, this is what we say is not good or bad. It's not because we don't believe that there's evil thing and that. But it, what is good for some will be bad for others. And when we make a revolution, it's not always good for everyone. I'm sorry about that. Because if we really embrace diversity... Uh, you stop having the inclusion mindset because inclusion is being accepted, accepting people as they are. So that I believe. And, um, but after that, the feelings is not my problem. We should have an open communication and build our boundaries about it on an individual basis. But collectively, we should include everyone until we could discuss individually about And then if you don't fit into a group, just go to another group. For me, it's simple as it. People complicate things too much. So it's the same with Agile. Now, and we are in the imposition phase with the flagship of SAFE into this kind of um, manager that are not leaders who want to spend a lot of money uh, just to uh, have time. It's just about time and the loop time. But you know, if you study in physics like me, that at some point, time doesn't exist. It's a movement in space. And that movement in space, if you're not flowing with it, you will be kept in a loop of losing time. Okay? So, the future of business agility is to take agile forward, not beyond, not Post, post, postmodern, post agile. No, agile forward. Make the agile revolution happen. This is with business agility, including everyone, scaling it for real outside of the IT. This is what we've been doing for the last seven, eight years in my case. And now, since 2016, the agile industrial complex lead by the safe process framework with no people interest built by engineer that are constipated yes i'm bold it's my show and i love it and i know a lot of my subscribers love it according to your email 
And um, really taking Agile forward now in 2021 and beyond. And my book will be all about this kind of thinking, but more structure and proposing you also um, some ways to build your own next level agility. That will be the thing. That will be an exercise into this book too. So you first need visibility. It's always like make it visual, make it clear into flow with the incorporation of a focus, value-based agility through upstream analytic. Upstream, we talked about facing the stream. And a flow matrix to improve data-driven decision within the interaction of humanity. So these two points, I added my own experience and thought inspired by Aiden Shugnessy from TechWell community. Okay, just to give credit. It's not entire me, it's a co-creation now. So I read his paper on the, the, the website TechWell community. By the way, all the link will be in the first pinned comment after the show, especially on YouTube. And by the way, yeah, so forget about LinkedIn. I don't want to, I just want to focus on the flow. I have a really hard stop at 1 p.m., by the way, because I'm meeting a client on agile competency. So, so next level agility with flow with the DevOps culture on the technical aspect and the enhancing the onwarding of business agility should answer these three elements. So let's go with the first, the efficiency problem. The second one will be the value problem. And the third one will be flow as a value discovery method uh, to help you build your proposed value list. Uh, and it's a lot of things that we're going to build with the Next Level Agility program and process will be a lot inspired by the Mike Beadle's work and others' co-creator works. But even though we don't want to have it too much prescriptive, the base will be Enterprise Scrum and others' ideas. And then uh, you'll go on with uh, this kind of flow mindset that we propose. And I'm really thankful to Aiden Shagnussi and his team over at TechWell Community the link will be pine into the first comment. And um, by the way, if you like what I do, if you like uh, my passion about agility, smash the like button to help me um, beat the algorithm of YouTube. Uh, share this video uh, to uh, anyone to spark them and to uh, building uh, tremendous uncovering new ways of doing things. And, um, Remember to subscribe and hit the bell, hit the bell every Friday, 12 Eastern time. I'm live once a month. I do it in French and once a month I record with or without a guest, the uh, Dare Real Agile podcast that I'm really thankful of the 4,200 subscriber. And that's funny because it's about 10%, 10% off for the, 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 the YouTube channel. And of course, for those who watch on Twitter, please join me on the YouTube channel. This is where the magic, the video, the real video happen is not on LinkedIn and is not on um, Twitter anyway. So to the 10 people who's watching, I bid you uh, hello. And um, that's it. And and again, also, if you'd like to know more about what I do, and of course, we are revamping our site, go to agile-launch.com for more and even take uh, your appointment. I will be uh, very thankful to to give you a 30 uh, minutes of um, free discovery call. So on the main page of my site at agile-launch.com, uh, agile you will have um, exactly the way it looks here, but it will say, like, take your free discovery session. It's uh, right now, if you're in Montreal, I could welcome you into the crew collective, co-working, and uh, otherwise we still do Zoom, or Teams, or Gtalk, and we could also, um, yeah, we're really flexible. So you see in the form, you could choose the way, because this is the flow in Agile way. So um, let's continue. So these, the, the flow mindset to face the wave, and the wave is the kind of, it's, it's, a, it's a flexible VUCA. It's, it's, a, it's still... The wave could be seen in the VUCA, the stream in the river could be seen in the VUCA, and a swan could be seen in the VUCA. But again, for me, I did propose you two VUCA. You could stay into the victim mode uh, of volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, or you could decide to take action to activate yourself, your team, and your organization, and do it with vision, understanding, creativity, good communication, and agility. 
So here's the proposed value. Here's the business value we propose you. And um, the people at TechWell community that do this agile connection thing uh, under the leadership, I think, of Jan Shagnessy, they, they explain exactly what I'm discovering in the last two years uh, with or without the pandemic. I couldn't care less about this because I was already in a mode of uncovering new ways. So people like me, uh, all my colleagues that are very into this flow mindset of uh, onwarding agility, next level agility, they already uh, we we faced we faced the this pandemic with absolutely no issue. Let me tell you, or mostly no issue, because of course the toxic politics sometimes could be a bit too much, especially in the Western country. And I'll uh, maybe make a show about this. But the efficiency problem. So I seen in my twenty some years of uh, business consultancy that include the agile coaching. But it's not I'm not just doing agile coaching. I'm doing a lot of customer experience type of design and facilitation. So many companies have made great strides in the delivery end of software of lifecycle. Oh yes, in IT they're so proud and they think they know it all and everything. But do they pay really attention about the business people? And did and does the manifesto did its job? with one of the 12 principles of bringing business and IT working together for the benefit of the customer and the user. And sometimes that will implicate all the workers as the user and the customer themselves. Uh, so this is why I think since 2007, when DevOps culture and the continuous integration have resulted in company delivering value to customer quicker and more often, exactly the scrum motto of Dr. Jeff Shotterland. So you see, so this is why most of my engineer team that are using DevOps, the devs and the apps with the business involved, they ask me to facilitate them team working agreement based on scrum with simplifying the language and the role and having a flow board to match their life cycle. Okay, and the life cycle we'll see in the third point of a value discovery method that it will include also uh, the collaboration of the engineer on both dev of new feature or new product and the maintenance of it with the operation itself. So these companies invest a lot, but a lot of bay, like, like, uh, um, Danielle told me and is, uh, who decide who decide is those with the money, those who finance the thing. And unfortunately, we are still in a, in, in a, in a mindset for most of the companies because remember, the state of agile is telling us it's only about worldwide. Uh, or the industrial country. It's only about 17, roughly 18% that says they are agile. But because if we do a lean, agile intelligence assessment, maybe the, the number, I figure for me, it's about 10% of real innovative organization out there that really are, are agile. I'm not talking about doing agile or doing a daily scrum and now we're agile. No, no, no. Anyway, so these company invest, they say they invest substantially and optimizing this small portion of the software delivery cycle. So this is why for a lot of people now, especially on the uh, C-level or some kind of leadership uh, below mid-tier, mid they still think that Agile is a software uh, lifecycle methodology. They don't understand that it's a mindset that will help them creating system and software lifecycle, among other things. So. That's a misconception that make them spend a lot of things. And they think that if they just optimize the pillar of technology and process without not taking care of people change, they will win and they won't. Okay. So this is an efficiency problem. They spend too much money with Mekison, CGI and the safe system instead of having an on-demand coach uh, going there for with a flow and real flexibility and uh, the petit pas, uh, the small steps that we could bring them empirically to achieve more business value. It's all about business value. So they are neglecting to optimize the entire end-to-end -end flow of increasing total lag time between the idea, the conceptualization, the creation to the implementation. You see, it's not just IT. If you all focus your agility into IT in 2021, you're a loser. Yes, you are. And you spend too much money. So I don't understand if you're budget driven. You, you have the audacity of telling me you're budget driven, but you spend a lot of money into systems and tools that nobody understands. And you don't even give them the time or the right to make mistakes or the right to research or be empirical. And I've seen it often in the last 10 years and still to this day. 
So agility as a concept refers to the ability in that sense to adapt and pivot work and process, well, kind of boldly and high level, but so often companies, exactly, will focus only on the speeds and velocity. Right? You, are, you often hear uh, an executive, especially the CTO or the CIO, uh, could we deliver faster? Yes, but how? So they don't even know the strong why, and they already in the how instead of defining the why. So because sometimes when they ask me, like, I'd like to increase my velocity, I said, the, could you show me your definition of done? And they blah. They, they argue, what? What are you talking about? I'm saying, if you don't have a definition of that, it just means that you might not be ready to uh, impress us with velocity. Anyway, so that's another subject probably we're, we're going to talk about it. So this loss, the focus of adaptability, real agility, and unfortunately, that can Aston decline in the digital age. And this is where we are now, because with the age of imposition, with the misconception of what is agile, and not flowing and spending too much money in the bad place. Uh, so you kill the creativity. So you kill the VUCA pro. So now the value problem, because if you spend money at the wrong place, it's not efficient. And sometimes you have to redo it. Again, I remind you that just in the Montreal and New York market, I'm often called to clean the shop after other big consultancy because now they, 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 they've been hurt. So I'm doing like the agile doctor. Agile pain relief to salute Mark Levinson, my coach, one of my coach back in the day. So the value problem is, you know, if you want to have a competitive advantage, because let's be clear, business value is the key here. Putting people first, which is the customer, because again, if you don't have a customer, you don't have a fracking business, period. Okay. So to maintain a competitive advantage and an increasingly uncertain uh, ambiguity and disrupted digital marketplace, Oh, yes, marketplace, digital, it's, it's beyond now with the, the crypto that will inspire the blockchain protocol to everything, digital identity, digital market. This is the next five, 10 years moving faster. Um, it's an inflation of process and a shrinkflation of innovation. <laughs> oh, yes, let me repeat it again. It's an inflation of process and a shrinkflation of innovation. If those companies don't understand, again, referring to you to the why agile people will be the only one to survive the next decade from Steve Denning and Forbes last April 2020, here's the problem. So the value problem, it's there, okay? If the company continually refine their strategy and embrace uncovering new ways and take every black swan as an opportunities, those companies will achieve something. Otherwise, those com the, the companies will lack insight and facing the wave, facing the swamp, facing the stream, okay? What will happen? It will increase their risk of being from outside digitally disrupted because they are unable to properly strategize. Huh? One of the key uh, things from Shagnessy before was the data-driven decision and the upstream analytic. So if you're not able to do upstream analytic and try to be predictable into an unpredictable world, somebody else in your market will do it. It's simple as it. As long as we could still stay in a free choice and a free market kind of thing, because that may be one of the reasons with the Great Reset that they will try to on the disguise of this fake agility, this process agility instead of innovative agility, uh, the shrinkflation of, in, they, they, they're doing a shrinkflation right now. This is uh, Schwab's uh, great reset. It's all about uh, shrinking down everything that could create something else than their one size fit all. So be very careful because it's more than just your organization and yourself. It's all about the way we are going to live in the world uh, for the next decade at least, because it's going to crack. I'm telling you, it's going to crack because people want authenticity over politically correctness, for, for instance. So anyways, if you're not strategizing, if you're not data-driven decision, you're going to lose. And uh, so without a strategic 
framework, or I will say more a system of assessing the value. What is the expectation of your customer? What is the expectation of the market you are going to offer your services, your solution, or your product, okay? And here, I'm very high level. I don't want to go down again in this mistake of only technology. We understand it's a digital age, so but digital age should support also a real product. So the microphone is not a fake now. It's a real microphone that helped me go into the digital world of YouTube. Okay. So, so, but you need a strategic framework to assess those value. The product manager who right now, I think they struggle to know when turn away war goes. And that's not correct because we don't give them the access to the right people at the right time. So it's all about also creating space, open space or not. I couldn't care less They're on that, Mr. Mizik. It's not always like tailored to the needs of things, but at least could I know, could I identify the right person at the right moment and to create this event of having a conversation to make sure that the workaround will be um, part of the creation, the ideation, and then the deployment. So this loss of focus, I'm sorry about it. So because I write it down this morning. So the resulting plugged funnel and all of these backlog, yeah, backlog, I despise this word, obscure the work and the value and drag the entire end-to-end flow of work into the mirror. Because it's exactly, if the designer, if the product manager could not have a true access, could not have a real conversation, authentic conversation, understanding, assess the value needed, expected, from the owner of the business as well as the customer, because what is the owner, the business owner vision for his product? What is the product or the solution is there to solve a problem. It's always the same classic thing. But you need to be strategic. If you're just doing it because uh, anybody else do it, it's already innovative. If you just become another pie in the... uh, 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 If you're just becoming another slice in the pizza, instead of recreating the pizza yourself, you better create a new pizza and slice the pie then trying to fit in and the already existing pizza. Be a cook. Sport science and cooking with the flow mindset. And the third and last one, uh, before going to your chat, I think there's people chatting. Uh, it's a flow as a value discovery method. And this, I like it a lot because when you are an open mind like me, when you are someone who pay attention and listen to your stakeholders, to your teams. And um, you ask him a couple of questions and then according to their level of understanding, their willingness also to test and empirically uh, do things, uh, I make proposition. And uh, following this proposition, I've seen more often this pattern of a flow as a value discovery method, a VDM instead of a VSM, uh, the value stream mapping for the customer with the Kaizen tool that sometimes could be a bit too complicated in the process. If it fits you, no problem. I'm here to help you as well with the Kaizen type of method. But if you if you need something, let's call it online, more creative and more open to fit really your cycle and you need and then your flow, then that will be wonderful because Minimum viable product, it's all about that. Because the first thing we should do is, from the clear vision and who we serve, who this product is for which market, then even like when you it's there, you identify your persona, okay? And you should be customer-centric in that sense. So this is why my master and the way I grew up in the last 22 years and Agility and moreover now business agility, the real revolution of agile is, and I'm from customer experience designing. I always know that whether I work for a client or any business, if they don't take care of the customer at the art of why they are here, they don't have a business. 
It's really customer-centric is the starting point. And what I'm saying that is not just listening to them. It's not just pleasing them and with agreeableness. No, it's uh, being them there for them really, okay, with an open mind and helping them facing those swan, wave, and stream and becoming either the first on their market, becoming the most innovative, even the disruptor of their market, like I did with my friends at eShoppers in Austin's and other stuff. They create like they used to create like AR and VR back in 2015, way before even Google jumped on it. And actually, they can, I think they sell a pattern for this Google Glass that unfortunately didn't went through yet. But I said yet because yes, it's coming back. So when you define your minimal viable product is the velocity problem that you solve. Because it's nothing to go, the time to market has nothing to do with the speed of production. It's have everything to do with the quality, but what is the minimum viable, shippable product or solution that you'd like to be online, on the market, on the shelf, and then you will improve with the customer feedback because you are really here and there for your customer. It's customer-centric ways, okay? So, and some people in my network of innovator, they call it on lean because lean is not, is not lean anymore. It's, um, it's, uh, it's very kind of, I don't know how to say that, but yeah, lean is not lean anymore. It's, it seems to be something, uh, very complex and uh, very ambiguous and so on. So, uh, so for us, in fact, yeah, the, 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 has led to, uh, uh, the MVP by itself and the lean iteration is just give us an estimation of value, not a true value, because what you do is you launch whatever it is in your MVP, but you don't really reflect into this iteration and you wait till you have complaints. This is not the way. And as the QA tester, a QA tester should not just test at the end of an iteration. It should test all the time. Helping the developers or the designer making uh, making a fix, and this is why again the flow process with DevOps will be the key to success to resolve this uh, value discovery method. And the value discovery method, it's uh, it's the upstream type of thinking as well. Okay, you see me going. So this is how, um, in fact, it has led to uh, this, what we call the only thing and the anti-agile type of uh, reverberative things because it's always idea that has only value downstream instead of upstream analytic, okay? Because you have to explore upstream. What will be the behavior if we do this? And then you make a couple of tests, you refine your persona, and then you test it in real life. So... The value discovery, one of the essential part that I'm facilitating often, um, is to able to spot emergent needs, emergent needs. And this I've learned with many startups because they are excellent at this for several potential reasons. First, it's often the entrepreneur comes from a large company where they are and their colleagues have been arguing the case for a new product to serve and uncover or disrupt a segment for a long time period. So they, they, they have enough. And this is exactly my three people, my three best friend in Austin, Texas, that I helped since 2006 at Urban Acolyte. This is exactly it. We're walking together at Yelp in San Francisco. And all of a sudden, uh, two of them were consultants like me. Another one was really working for Yelp. And the three of them decided to move east into Texas uh, to build a business to enhance everything uh, they have learned in their career. Uh, and they were doing a lot of, um, what could I say that? It's a lot of back-end application for uh, geotization, uh, geolocalization, uh, pinpointing and stuff. And even though uh, the affiliation type of marketing and digital marketing. So anyways, so that for me, I put it as the first thing because often the entrepreneur comes from large company and they want to do their things their way, self-organized. And this is part of the freedom aspect, the free market that will bring innovation. So if the great reset prevent us and shrink us into no innovation because you want to create an elite of thinker that think for yourself, 
you won't you won't be uh, evolving anymore in the marketplace. And second point is based on personal experience, my my experience uh, as an entrepreneur myself, and also all the entrepreneurs that I'm helping. We know that an entrepreneur he just knows or she just knows there is an opportunity in front of them. There is always an opportunity in front of them. Uh, this is why uh, the five of us at some point, uh, we look at uh, COVID and uh, we see COVID as create your own vision and detail and let's make it a coaching program from anyone who would like to quit the job and create his own thing, whether as a solopreneur, a freelancer, or even a startup. Okay, So we always know Entrepreneur mindset, we always know there's an opportunity in front of us. Uh, entrepreneurs, so we know the third, the third and last point about the value discovery method that you should have as a potential reason to do the, 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 the value discovery method and the flow system is entrepreneurs, we know, we really know that the use of technology that we can, can adapt, not can't, um, to serve the needs of new markets, of new customer segment, or even helping create these new segment of customers. And so, and especially the new markets. So when you have those three key things, so this is all, yeah, the, the disruption happened. Could give you a lot of example, like I did with the Urban Ecolide, but of course, I think Uber and Airbnbs are the most recent disruptor of market. And the list goes on because Apple Music uh, and Spotify was a disruptor of Apple Music, but not in terms of the technology that they could hit, but the opportunities they see of proposing to uh, an, the market something new. That's Spotify did. Um, so, so according to the late Clayton Christensen, a good value discovery mechanism, okay, will also help companies and organizations to discover the potential to disrupt early before they get into the ends of either a startup that will disrupt them, okay? And to be able to respond with new value proposition, uncovering new ways. So we deeply believe that this mix of DevOps culture and the fact that the flow and DevOps culture is already there with the CI, CD, and um, with the designing and the uncovering of the upstream thinking to, to be back to the real lean thinking and lean startup. Uh, it's used in deep market segmentation to get this emerging customer needs. So if you emphasize on interpreting customer success factor, and those segments, those customer segments, an idea will be that you will create without knowing it a SaaS. Huh? And this is what we propose also and to a professional service like solution as a service. But us, we have the CAS, coaching as a service to go with. So that's it for today, my great uh, agile launchers and business agility lovers. So let's go see, let's do a tour of the super chat. <clears throat> Is there someone in the chat? Because I saw someone in the chat. Ah, nothing there. I don't know. So let's go see on LinkedIn very quick. Even though if I was not live because of Microsoft lacking of innovation, lacking of flow themselves. So it's always an issue with them. So this is why I, um, and then I thought it was Melon. I would like to apologize to the Melon team and thank them to taking the time to oversee it. And uh, so now I don't know, is it, uh, is it uh, Apple? Is it Chrome, Google? Is it LinkedIn? But truly, because we had an experience, very weird experience, my team and I, we were able to program from my MacBook Air, but not from the iMac. Uh, and uh, LinkedIn says, uh, there's no problem. You are a creator and you have access to the live streams on your company page, but it's not. So I see two comments on LinkedIn into the event page with the link to my YouTube. This is Anna, uh, so this is my team uh, helping people. So nothing, nothing on LinkedIn. Uh, and I know I'm taking the risk of um, doing it on a Friday noon, but this is when I have the time not to disrupt my client needs because I'm upstreaming to my client needs, you know? So let's see now, do we have anything? Anyways, Melon Apps, it gave me the chat 
from both Twitter and, and YouTube. And we're going to concentrate our effort to go out with Twitter and YouTube until the live on LinkedIn is no more beta or until they show us their flow agility of accepting uh, Logitech of Stream, um, not Stream Lab, is it? yeah, Logitech from Stream Lab that created the Melon app because uh, I found it like a very kind of impolite, the support from LinkedIn and showing me that, oh, you don't use one of the four favor uh, streamer. That's maybe why you have some issue. Excuse me. Uh, you will force me because what well, you have a code if I subscribe to another streamer of your choice. So you see, this is the Bill Gates mentality, the Microsoft closed mindset, this elitist mentality that I despise. So if there's nothing in the chat time, I will end the show. I'll thank you very much. Remember to like, smash the like button to inspire them. Um, th- Tell me in the comment below what subject you'd like us to talk about or what kind of guests I should invite into uh, our uh, podcast as well. And I should come back in French with my French subscriber who asked me to talk about things or to review a couple of other programs that we did in English. Uh, and uh, maybe we'll come back with a safe. No, I did the safe in French. Okay. So anyways, I don't know. I got, I got to see my value list of uh, my subscriber and to please my subscriber and French, 17%. By the way, thanks again for the eight new subscribers on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the bell to get notification of our live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern time, which is 11 Central, 6 p.m. in Europe and Northern Africa, because I know I've got subscribers in Morocco and Tunisia. So I love you. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. So Coach AF is signing off. Have a very nice weekend. And remember, you are a powerful person. You are beautiful. And you are free to be whoever you want.